0: Hi, good people, and welcome to Black Women in Wellness, a podcast amplifying the voices of Black women working to create wellness in their communities. I'm your host and the creator of this series, Rachel Heath, and I am excited because it's May. May is a very special month for my heart because it's my birthday month, and a lot of people I love have birthdays in May as well. But it's also the month that I associate most closely with vacationing and things getting warmer. I'm from the south, so (laughs) we're getting warm around this time. And also just seeing things flowering and coming to bloom I know for my uh, wellness women who have allergies, that may not actually be a good thing, but it's just a beautiful season. And for this beautiful season, I have a beautiful interview to share with you. So today I'm going to be interviewing, I think, one of our youngest wellness women. And I am so excited to speak with her because her energy is just amazing. So today I'll be talking with Jeanette Rhodes. Jeanette Rhodes graduated from The Ohio State University in 2019. After graduation, she founded ManaHerbalCare.com, which is an online wellness store that ships natural personal care items, vitamins, superfoods, candles, incense, and household supplies. She is a nature enthusiast and active podcaster. Her current podcast, Empowered Life Lessons, details her different life lessons in a monologue format to document her maturation into womanhood, as well as her awakening to self. I cannot wait for you to check out this interview. So I'm going to stop talking and we're going to get into it. Jeanette, I'm so excited to have you in the room today and to be sharing your story with our audience. I have shared your bio with them already, but I do want to have you jump in here just to get us started by describing in your own words what you do in the world of
1: wellness. Awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel, for having me today. I'm super excited to be here. Um, so a little bit about me, myself, and what space I currently take up in the world. Um, I am a first generation entrepreneur. So I started the online wellness marketplace entitled mannaherbalcare.com. We ship natural personal care and healthcare products directly to our growing community. Um, in addition to that, I also have my own podcast. It's It's called Empowered Life Lessons. It's monologue based. I kind of have it in like a free flowing semi poetic space just for me to encourage my listeners, provide motivation and hope that they can learn some lessons through my own trials and adversities through life.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And I love that you are in the wellness space in like a very physical way with offering products, but also in the wellness space by sharing your own story through a podcast, which is a wonderful way to kind of encourage people to tap into their own wellness stories. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, you said you were a first generation entrepreneur. Can you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about your upbringing and what kind of wellness practices you saw in the home
1: as you were growing up? Awesome. Yeah. So, um, upbringing-wise, when it comes to entrepreneurship, I've always strived to be um, kind of independent when it came to like my money-making tactics. So, in elementary school, I had a lemonade stand, and <laughs> in middle school, me and my younger sister Jerry used to shovel snow during winter time, um, and then I had my first job at fourteen. So it kind of evolved into me looking and trying to find ways that I can further obtain financial freedom later in life. Um, From an upbringing perspective, I would say my mom has really been the beacon of light for my wellness journey. Um, Growing up, she was really big into holistic health and nutrition. Um, So she juiced for us when we were in elementary school. Up until now, she still juices. Um, as well as breastfed us until we were one years old. So very much into natural modalities for health and prevention. Nice. It's always nice when we
0: can have those examples either in the home or for some, from someone in the neighborhood that shows us that, you know, it's possible for Black people to have these kind of healthy habits as well. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be these very extreme or very expensive things that you bring into the space there's a way to to incorporate it into our communities in a way to help us further our health and yeah. you're doing that with mana herbal care by providing um, healthcare products as well and I'm wondering if you could tell us what got you to this website <laughs> what was the origin story for mana herbal care
1: Yeah, no, great question. So I always knew that I wanted to own a business. It actually started as me making body butters. Um, So I learned the statistic that like about 70% of what you put on your body goes directly into your bloodstream. Um, And then I started looking up um, endocrine disruptors and how a lot of our commercial-based personal care products now have been linked to, like, hormone imbalance. Um, And for me, that was kind of shocking, uh, but also made a lot of sense because the women in my life personally suffer from some of those hormone imbalance balances like PCOS and fibroids. Um, So after connecting that dot, I was like, oh no, like (laughs) shea butter, I could buy it in bulk. Um, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. So there's like the shop where you could get the supplies. And so it started as that, but then um, I started to think about ways I could expand and incorporate other things. Um, So I worked at a natural food store last year during the pandemic. And I noticed that in that area, only a certain type of customer was shopping for some of the natural remedies to boost your immune system, um, like zinc and um, vitamin C and vitamin D. And it was kind of alarming to me. And I wanted to figure out how I could create something where you could purchase health products, no matter your zip code, like you don't have to drive 30 minutes across town to go to a health food store. You could just pull it up online.
0: Yeah, a lot of our communities don't have access to these kinds of health products. And even though they're advertised on the internet, it's kind of hard to know that you're working with a reputable seller, which is because many of these products aren't regulated, right? Mm -hmm. So what was it like for you as a woman, as a black woman, as a young woman entering into this field of online healthcare product?
1: Yeah. So it's, it's actually, it's been quite the journey. I think uh, my experience has been one of the reasons why I reached out to you personally, trying to find some more um, camaraderie and like, like like-minded people and faces in the space. Um, For me, the things that I'm doing and trying to promote on my social media really are kind of counter to our mainstream culture. Um, So it's, I've experienced some um, ostracization like in posting my juicing videos, there's jokes about how healthy I am or, um, you know, I very much post photos of me practicing yoga out in nature. So things that kind of go through the go against the mainstream image of a black woman my age. But I fully embrace that space because I want to show women, you know, of, of all Nationalities that you could just really come and present yourself however you choose. And you don't have to do the extra or the most to feel beautiful. Um, so that's a space I'm currently embracing and trying to strengthen my self confidence just to show women that, you know, natural is enough. Um, when it comes to the online uh, wellness space, another reason why I created Mana is a lot of these shops aren't Black owned. Um, So they kind of completely steer away from our audience and they actually tell you, like, do not promote to our audience that we're not the customers to purchase these items. Um, It's more so like elite, mainstream, um, you know, for lack of better words, like white culture. Um, So for me, I'm just trying to, you know, pioneer that space and show people that you could be purchasing these things too. And it actually will help your health in the long term.
0: Absolutely. And to kind of piggyback off of the idea of, you know, us not really being represented in this wellness space, that's, that's how, what led me to want to start this podcast and really showcase people that look like us that are providing wellness services. What Mm -hmm. do you say to someone who doesn't who's kind of drank that Kool-Aid, who sees Mm -hmm. things like juicing or using natural products or taking herbal remedies as either pseudoscience or as something for quote-unquote white people, Mm -hmm. what do you say to someone who you want to kind of start to bring into the space? Because there are products that could benefit them, but that they don't feel like it's accessible to them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think for me, my approach has been presenting facts. Um, So when I'm talking about why juice, I always link my sources so people could read for themselves the importance of phytonutrients and raw enzymes. So I try to show things in like a logical, concrete way where it's like, okay, this is an opinion. There's actually scientific research on it. Um, So like right now, I've really been boosting the conversation on eating more antioxidant rich foods. And, you know, it's because when we go through stress, which a lot of our race does just through what we see online what's on the news and then what's in our interpersonal life that stress actually wears down and tears on our body it triggers our cells to go into apoptosis which is like programmed cellular death via oxidative stress um so things something like taking an antioxidant helps counteract that so your nutrition the things you're putting in your body really can be a saving grace um there's also this quote by Hippocrates, that's like, let food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So I really stand by that. Like our body is just kind of like a resume of all the things we've consumed leading up till now. Like our cells completely regenerate ourselves throughout the years. Our bones completely replace themselves. But it's up to us to give them the proper like tools and, um, you know, nutrients. So it could do that optimally. Um, So when I'm talking to people and trying to get them introduced to juicing, I always try to do it from like a factual perspective, like, oh, no, this is not an opinion, like, you can look it up. (laughs) Um, When it comes to yoga, and you know, some of those like alternative stress mediating and mental wellness habits, I try to show people that look like us. So if I'm posting a yoga picture, I'm going to choose a Black male or Black woman just to show that, hey, like we occupy the space as well. It's not a racial thing. It's, It's a knowledge thing.
0: For sure. And just understanding that health is holistic, right? We need food in order to be healthy. We need proper exercise in order to feel healthy. Mm-hmm. And when we are faced with disease, there are several different ways to approach it, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, you want to see your medical professional to get a true diagnosis. Medicine may be a part of your curing process, mm-hmm. but we add in other things to help support the body's immune system, as you said, like antioxidant foods, like bringing in raw and holistic, um, whole foods, so that all of these things can work and symphony towards healing and health. So you mentioned that whenever you promote these ideas, you want to showcase that Black people are doing these things, right? Mm -hmm. So that's something that you're doing. And that's something that a lot of Black people in the wellness space are doing. But we know that this wellness space is vast. Mm -hmm. So What are some things that you would like to see change in the wellness space as a whole? This giant, you know, behemoth that has been created to promote products, promote services, and to make people healthier. How can Mm -hmm. that change to bring more of us to the table?
1: Um, I think accessibility, um, financial accessibility is the first thing that comes to mind. You know, I think when you're yearning and seeking for some of these alternative uh, practices, oftentimes they're gatekept by the price of them. So like, um, but, you know, and so I, I would like to see a free range of services. That way there's something for everyone obviously you pay people for their time and their skill. So there always is going to be a higher price services based off what that person brings to the table. But I would also like to see more community-wide things that reach an audience that can't afford some of the higher cost services within the wellness industry. Um, I think that I would like to see more open dialogue about it as well. Um, I think, you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So just seeing more people sharing how they've overcome instances of stress or trauma um, with the collective, I think is beautiful. Um, And I'm slowly starting to see more of that on social media. Like even recently, On Facebook, someone was just doing a Facebook live on how they overcame like trauma with their mother, um, motherly trauma. It was a really beautiful thing. So just allowing people to further use their stories as their testimonies, if they feel comfortable and just creating more of an inclusive space that's every day versus like you have to seek after it.
0: Yeah, I absolutely think that accessibility is key and a, and a big part of accessibility is the cost of things, which we, we don't often address as far as like how we're serving a wide variety of communities. But as you mentioned, there are a lot of people that are offering free services. And mm-hmm. I think one of the cool things that we have as far as like just starting dialogue or podcasts, which is something that you've worked on as well. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if you could tell us a little bit about how you got started with your podcast and, and maybe um, some of the the highlights that mm-hmm. you've been able to produce since you started.
1: Yeah, so i recently started the podcast it's fairly new about a month old Um, but I started it basically as a way to document um, you know my thoughts during this time like I feel like being a young black woman in modern day society is it's it's a truly interesting experience like especially since we're in the age of the internet like I think my generation really is a guinea pig in that sense and we're seeing so much we're experiencing so much Oftentimes our lives are built by these experiences and shared traumas and um, things that we've seen via, you know, police shootings, but also um, for, you know, my own personal experience as a woman, like beauty standards and just kind of like what is proper dating culture and everyone has an opinion. And I think that there's a lot of information overload out there. So for me, I wanted to kind of start the podcast to just kind of show my journey navigating that. Um, And as well as the other experiences I've kind of ran into, um, it's also a very therapeutic space for me, because I'm able to think and process and kind of transmute um, feelings of past negativity into lessons or words of advice or motivation. Um, So it's really kind of helped uplift me. um, And it's given me a lot of joy. (laughs) Uh, It's also a space where I could just kind of talk and share the ideas that I'm learning Um, but in a simple way. So my thing is like all about making wellness practical. So it's the little things. Um, For me, when I was kind of going on my healing journey, it was the little things that uplifted me. It's things as simple as going on walks, you know, and being out in nature and like regulating my breathing and like how I chose to talk to myself subconsciously via affirmations um, and like mediating what I was listening to since it, you know, what we listen to primes us from like a psychological perspective. So yeah, the, the podcast just kind of evolved for me wanting to put something out there just to kind of show my story and hopefully help reach someone that could benefit from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we, we are in this age where we have so much access that it can feel like overload, but it's wonderful to know that there are like little pockets on the internet where a person like you can find a space to share their story and also create a website to promote products that you believe in and that you mm-hmm. trust in. And I think that, that entrepreneurial spirit is so alive in your generation of, mm-hmm. I'm going to call you young people because I'm older mm-hmm. than you. Um, <laughs> and I'm wondering what, Advice you would offer for someone who's looking to either start a podcast or start a business, any tips that you could offer, um, just a little bit of insight into what that experience was like for you.
1: Yeah, I think number one, create. Like, just start creating stuff. I think there's so much reward in creating. Seeing a thought manifest into something tangible or physical, it, it empowers you. You know, it shows you that you can do things, that you can complete things, um, that you can see things through the end. And that's like a feeling that's like no other. So just start creating. Um, I think that would be the first advice. It's never, you, you don't have to be, you um, perfect to start creating like you can now Um, I think there's beauty in that so I guess that would be the first frame of advice Um, secondly use the internet to your advantage Um, the internet is like free game For a while, you know, knowledge was gatekept by universities and institutions with high tuition rates. And I still think there's merit in actually getting degrees and going through formal training and processes, but something like starting a business, I did completely via Google search, searching how to do my LLC searching how to create my EIN number. searching how to create my business bank account, um, searching suppliers, um, you know, and it's, it's like once you get started, I feel like the universe has a way of giving you the next steps for that creative process. Um, so I think there's this beauty in getting started now um, and then using your resources to your advantage,
0: yeah, I, I love that using your resources to your advantage. The internet is vast and wide, and it's full of a lot of really amazing resources. I know the Small Business Association has so many free resources for people who want to start small businesses and do it legally to make sure mm-hmm. that you're registered, to make sure that you are um if you have employees that you're providing the proper tax documentation and things like that. Um, but it's also full of a lot of stuff that can distract us from our dreams and goals. And I'm just wondering what, what kept you on the path of pushing forward to come to a space where you have your LLC, where you have mm-hmm. this podcast in place and, and you have goals for growing your business?
1: Um, pure transmutation. So for me, pain really drove my purpose. Um, I was in a very low place um, mentally um, after I graduated college and kind of moved back home and lost my friends. I struggled with loss of identity a little bit. Um, I also got in a car accident around that time. So I was just at a very low place. But there was beauty in that pain because it allowed for me to think about the life that would give me happiness and how I could work to create that. Um, So I really used my vision of how I wanted my life to be in the near future, like like what I wanted to do for my future self to push me and fuel me and motivate me and create this tunnel vision for myself. Um, And I would be lying if I said like, there's not sacrifices. Um, For me, I financially sacrifice, which, You know, really took a blow to my confidence in some ways, but it was 100% worth it like I was not buying that many materialistic products and clothes and things to kind of flex on the gram like no I was investing in myself. (laughs) And it's, it's hard because you oftentimes don't see the results right away. So you're wondering, like, am I putting my money in the right place? Is this going to be worthwhile? But there's just beauty in planting seeds. Um, and the more you water them, by nature, they have to grow. The only thing that's going to prevent that growth is if you stop watering. So if you become distracted, if you become self defeated then you're gonna give yourself that result. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I feel like when you're creating um, and in that space, I also think it's very important to mediate your mindset. Um, So when I was in the process of creating manna, I completely changed what I was spending my time on for entertainment. So I, I don't really watch that much TV or like reality shows. If I have free time, I'll listen to a motivational video on my phone. You know, I'll listen to um, a programmed meditation session for affirming self or, um, you know, activating your light body or, you know, tuning your chakras from like, for me, I really did a lot of root chakra healing on myself since that's kind of like the material world. Um, So it's really kind of like I refocused where I was putting my energy um, I also didn't have that much time for a lot of friends, um, and I was had to communicate that early on that, hey, I may be a little bit in hermit mode or distant um, than what I normally am, but not to take it personal just because I'm, you know, really focused in. Um, I think also surrounding yourself by people with like-minded goals um, is a beautiful thing, and that's something you could definitely ask you know, a higher power for. So for me, when I was creating MANA, it was interesting because I started to attract all these other millennial entrepreneurs to where all of my friends were business owners. <laughs> so we kind of, or, or creatives in their own right. So I shed a whole layer of old friends and got gifted these new people who um, has similar goals and we could be accountability buddies. Um, so I think to answer your question, how to not be distracted, Focus in on your energy, surround yourself by people who have like minded goals um, and do things to strengthen your mindset so you can keep going and keep pushing.
0: I love that answer. I loved all of the answer, (laughs) Um, because I, I do think the the investment that you have to make when you become an entrepreneur sometimes gets kind of undercut by we see the fruits of people's labor but we don't see Mm -hmm. all of the investment that comes in on the back end and it's not just time it's energy and it's also money so i think it's really important to to put that out on the table as a place of understanding that you're probably going to struggle a lot getting started but if you really are invested Mm -hmm. in bringing it to fruition it's going to be worth it in the long run
1: yeah i'll say one more thing but like also everyone doesn't have to see your vision, you know, and if they did, they would be doing it. So don't be discouraged by the naysayers, by the people who, um, you know, may not, you know, see merit in what you're doing. Like for me, when I first said I was starting a business, everyone side eyed me like, okay, Um, there wasn't really that much support until it happened. (laughs) Um, So it's like, and, but it, in, in that you have such a greater connection with self, because sometimes you only have yourself to see and to push and to motivate you so you can interface with yourself and it sparks a lot of growth. So anytime you're doing something where you're putting yourself out there, you're doing something creative, like you're going against the odds. In turn, you're going to get the reward of a new evolved being or person like I'm a completely different person than who I was a year ago. And it's because I had to go through these different challenges um, and experiences just kind of chasing after my goal. So now it's like, wow, I'm not only gifted my business and my podcast, but now I'm gifted with an elevated sense of self. A question I wish people would ask me. Um you know i think more so about the process um you know oftentimes as you said people see the fruits and you know it could spark a lot of emotions in people when you see someone doing something well um, so i just wish more people would ask me the process that way i could pour into them and show them that like it's been a journey <laughs> it's been you know it's been a journey and triumph comes with it but Um, you know, it's easy for you to do it too. So I just wish more people would ask about the process.
0: Well, I am glad that we were able to share part of your your process story here on the podcast. It is truly inspirational. And I know I keep talking about how young you are, but it is truly inspirational to see what your generation of young folks is doing in this wellness space. And I'm just so excited to see what this looks like in five years and to see you grow and flourish in this space. So I just want to thank you for sharing your story with us. I want to thank you for reaching out to me. Um, And if you have any, final parting words for our audience
1: here's your chance yeah well once again thank you so much for having me like this has filled my cup so much more than I could ever express um to the audience I just want to say be well take care of yourself practice self-love like your life depends on it because it does (laughs) um and just know that um things always get better well, thank you for that,
0: Jeanette. And as I said, we will make sure that we have the website link in the show notes. And also we'll have information about how to find your podcast, which is growing. And I'm hoping that that will continue to flourish in the future as well. And that people will check you out. Um, I will have the link to the website and the podcast. But are there any like particular projects that you're working on right now that you want to tell our audience about?
1: Um... As of now, the podcast and the website are the main things, Um, so I would just stay tuned for the episodes. Uh, The next one is on actually mediating distractions um, from my perspective, Uh, so any support is appreciated.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, and um, I am looking forward to sharing this episode with all of our listeners.
1: Awesome. Thank you, too.
0: I so enjoyed this interview with Jeanette. Her positivity is just contagious. And I hope that it offered you something to help bring a bit of positivity and joy to this month. As Jeanette mentioned, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and as we are moving into a new space of these pandemic times and times of great unrest, it's even more important for us to be taking care of our mental health as well as our physical, spiritual, and emotional health. So I am wishing all of you health, (laughs) um, holistic health. Uh, And if you're looking to find some products that might be a way for you to amplify your self-care routines or to bring some supplements on board, please do check out uh, Jeanette's website, Mana Herbal Care, um, and you can find a plethora of products there. And, um, I am very much looking forward to what comes in June for this amazing podcast we have here. And uh, if you are interested in being on the pod, absolutely uh, check out our information in the show notes and reach out to me. And you'll also find Jeanette's information in the show notes where you can check out her podcast and her website and social media accounts. So you can tap into her there. And um, until the next time, good people, be safe and be well.